You're listening to the Smash Your Unsealing podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Nixon, and I'm so excited you're here. This is a place for you to boost your confidence, become limitless, and grow like never before. Because there's one thing I know for sure, success begins with you. Let's get started. Hey, Barbara here, and welcome to another episode of the Smasher and Ceiling podcast. Now, before we get into today's content, I just want to remind you that there's still time to come and join us for the five-day Smasher and Ceiling boot camp. We kick off on the 30th of January, and this is for you if you're a business owner or leader, and you know deep down inside that you have been playing small, holding yourself back, and getting in your own way from getting the results that you really, really want. Now, you might be feeling like you're doing actually okay, but there's still that niggle deep down inside that there is so much more and you are not living your fullest potential. If you are ready to go out there and take action with confidence to step into your inner power and show the world who you really are, then this is the challenge for you. All you need to do is go to barbaranixon.co.uk forward slash join and I will see you there. Okay, on to today's episode. Now, this is a good one because we're talking all about imposter syndrome. Now, I had a fantastic conversation with the lovely Hannah Meser Irvine. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Hannah. Hannah is a former divorce solicitor turned copywriter for badass business owners. After going through her own journey of discovering what she really wants to do in life, she now helps business owners find their true voice. She writes a variety of heartfelt copy, including websites, Sites, blogs and social media captions. Now we cover an awful lot of ground in this conversation. We talk about Hannah's experience with imposter syndrome as she found herself in a career that just wasn't a good fit for her, the practices she took to find the space to uncover what was really right for her, the importance of creating that space, the steps she took to move past imposter syndrome, having the courage to step into her next career, giving herself permission to be curious and then grieving her past self as she moved forwards. Like I said, it is so full of golden nuggets. So let's dive in. Hey, Hannah, welcome to the Swasher and Ceiling podcast. I'm really pleased that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. And I also wanted to thank you um, just for making this podcast. The couple of episodes that I've listened to, I just completely love the message and what you're standing for so I just wanted to thank you for for doing that and talking about these topics amazing no that's so good so good and it's so important right so that's why we've got amazing people like you coming in and and chatting to us and I can't wait to um explore your story today so where would you like to start Hannah um okay so I spent around five years in the corporate world as a solicitor. I went to law school after university because I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And if I could continue studying, that meant that I didn't have to (laughs) make any decisions yet and go out into the real world of work. So that is literally, looking back, the only reason that I chose to study law. Um, which, as you can probably guess, um, led to a lot of issues when I did actually have to get a job. Um, So yeah, I qualified and I was a divorce solicitor for about five years. Um, And I just really wasn't happy. I had a lot of imposter syndrome, which I think a lot of people in their 20s in any corporate career can probably relate to anyway. Um, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. 
and just this niggling feeling inside me which I can't really explain in words but I'm sure you know (laughs) what I'm talking about that this isn't right for me and it's not sustainable and I really can't imagine spending the next 50 years um, working in this job so I kind of over time something had to give Um, and I found a course on copywriting which really spoke to me so I started learning about copywriting and slowly building up um, on evenings and weekends um, finding clients and doing a bit here and there Um, and then it just felt so easy and fun that I quit my job as a lawyer and jumped in with two feet um, and started writing for lawyers instead. Amazing. Oh, so good. So now you write for lawyers. Um, Well, that was what I did for about two years. Um, It just felt like the next logical step. It didn't feel as scary um, to do something completely new. And I found it easy to get clients because law firms did love that I had practiced. So it was something that was easy to talk about when they were finding out about me. Um, But the last couple of months, I've been going through some changes in my business really and I've actually decided that I didn't want to write for lawyers at all that was kind of maybe just I was putting my toe in the water of creative writing um and maybe I was kidding myself that this is what I really wanted to do and I was only actually halfway there um so the past couple of months I've been writing for business owners in general that just inspire me so coaches and therapists and a couple of product-based businesses it's really more about the type of person and the type of business owner that I'm writing for Um, and it's been a complete change from writing for lawyers but again just so much fun and it does feel right. Amazing. I love that. I love the fact that you've actually found something that feels right and just listening to your energy. And uh, I know you're, if you're listening on the podcast and not on the video, it's, yeah, Hannah's just lighting up talking about this, which is so good. Um, so if it's all right, let's go back and just unpick some of this stuff because you went, even though you talked about it in, you know, five minutes, <laughs> quite a journey, you know, because mm-hmm. you were experiencing imposter syndrome in your in your corporate career and Tell us about that. How did that manifest itself and what was that like? Yeah, I think it's just feeling lost, I would say. And um, a lot of it was not knowing if I didn't know the answers because I was so newly qualified and still so young and whether it's normal for people this early in their career not to sort of feel certain about a lot of things or whether it was because inside I was just panicking and feeling like what am I what am I doing here it's never going to feel right so I think figuring that out is definitely really difficult Um, but I just felt like I was playing a part and it was really exhausting when I would get home I was just mentally exhausted because I felt like I'd been playing kind of like an actress as what I thought lawyers or people in the corporate world had to act like, but it didn't feel true to who I was as a person. Um, And I think it's 
again, it's hard to describe in words, but I just think that I was just very aware that something wasn't right there and that I wasn't being myself. Yeah, and I think what you what you said was actually really interesting that you just felt like you were an actress and that you were just mm. playing a part. And I hear this a lot because we can we wear so many hats, don't we? You know, whether we're um, a parent or a you know a, a partner or a daughter or a sister, you know, we we wear so many hats, and sometimes we can just put another hat on when we go into our career or go into our business mm. or you know uh, whatever that might be and we think this is how we should behave this is how it, it should look and that's based often on things that we've just be- seen like we might have seen somebody on tv or we might have seen our colleagues behave that way and often it doesn't actually quite fit and the way that I describe this is like putting on a pair of shoes and on paper mm. shoes should do a, a job right they just cover your feet while you're walking somewhere but all the shoes are different and somebody's size shoe isn't going to necessarily fit your your size so and it can feel uncomfortable and painful and cause all this, these problems when in actual fact it just doesn't fit you we've not found our authentic self mm. so what did what did you do to actually gain the clarity around that because sometimes we can get stuck in that feeling and think oh it's just me that feels like this or that's just what it's like to do work you know to go and do work or be in business or whatever so how did you start to unpick it and realize that there was something wrong there yeah I love the metaphor of wearing the shoes because I would describe it as I was just going through the motions so it's kind of that idea that you're just taking the same steps every single day but you're not really fully embodying it and I think once you have found what it is you want to do you can feel the difference in terms of the energy and how it lights you up um so I think it's just knowing that that element was maybe missing even though I didn't know exactly what the next thing was um yeah but in terms of finding it I think it was just finding space and getting quiet so I started meditating um which is I started going to the Buddhist center um, near me just because I wanted a break from like TV and (laughs) being on my phone. So it just seemed really appealing to me to sit in a room for an hour on a Wednesday evening every week to just sit and meditate and um, just closing my eyes and shutting off from the rest of the busy day. Um, I could just feel into things more and just ask myself what it was that I did want, which again, when you're going through the motions and wearing all of these hats, maybe a couple of months will pass and you haven't actually stopped and asked yourself if you're doing what you want to do and if everything's feeling right. So I think that was really important of just getting quiet And, you know, these ideas about what you might want to do are never going to arrive if your brain is just completely full and moving at 100 miles per hour. So I think you have to make space first and then these inklings or ideas will drop in once you've made room for them. That that space is so important. It is golden, isn't it? And you're so right. We, We just don't create that space or cultivate that space for ourselves because if you think that we're literally 
on it from the second that we get up to the second that we go to bed. For most of us, we have our phones next to our bed. That's an alarm mm-hmm. clock. Yeah, we use it as an alarm clock. And then what happens is we start to reach out in the morning, turn it off and start searching and scrolling and doing the thing. And the world is such a busy one. So you're right. That I was um, in a workshop actually this afternoon and the, there was a lady next to me. And she said, I just feel like there's a million tabs open in my head. Mm-hmm. And that just summed it up completely. Summed it up to that the way that so many of us are uh, are living and when you've got so many tabs open and when you've got all that noise going on how can we expect to to kind of grasp hold of the thing that's most important to us because it just feels like a jumbled mess so you meditated which is great I'm a a, a meditator as well I'm a big fan let's just look at that for a second because I love the fact that you actually went to the Buddhist center and just um, to meditate was that important to you to go somewhere else or did you did you try it at home first or how did you go about just starting that practice? Um, so the first thing I signed up for at the Buddhist Center was a course. So I think it was called the introduction um, and they made it clear it wasn't you didn't have to be spiritual. You had didn't have to have any knowledge basis at all Mm -hmm. um and I think the sort of overachiever perfectionist in me liked the fact it was a course because it was like oh it's something else I can complete and (laughs) sort of I want to go and be the best meditator (laughs) and the best at personal development and like the type yeah that really (laughs) appealed to me whereas if it was someone telling me to just sit down by myself for five minutes and close my eyes I wouldn't have probably seen the point of that so I think that definitely helped but once I started going and actually learned what it was about and started feeling the benefits I've definitely moved away from that now but I think that was an aspect of (laughs) yeah having the having something to commit to um and it did feel uncomfortable I think it's strange for us to sit for a whole hour in silence so I it was hard for the first couple of weeks or probably a couple of months um and you, you went straight in for an hour <laughs> the first time which is yeah it's yeah that's hardcore mm-hmm. I mean I remember when I started meditating it was I think I started five minutes I did mm-hmm. five minutes and the frustration around the noise in my head and the fact that I couldn't do it just like you said you know, I just wanted to be the best. I wanted to master yeah. this. And I just couldn't do it. It was too much noise. Um, but I'd heard somebody and it's so, it, it really resonated and it was really crucial for me actually at the time that said meditation's a practice. It's not a perfect. And I love that. And it gave me permission to just go, okay, I'll try again tomorrow. I'll try. And then I kept adding like a minute and, you know, mm. just going with that. But you went straight for the hour. <laughs> Amazing. How did that help you to reconnect and get in touch with who you really were? Um, I think it was just asking myself the questions um, about whether I am okay. And I think building a lot of confidence as well, because it was hard to sit there in silence and even just getting through that kind of built me up, build up my self-esteem um, that actually, even if it's scary to leave the kind of certainty of having the salary paid and what other people think is a good career and maybe 
some of the pride that my parents <laughs> felt when I qualified. It's going to be hard to leave all of that. But if I can at any time just close my eyes and feel this good within myself, then I'll be okay. And that kind of gave me the permission to make those next steps, even though it happened. Um, it wasn't just one big jump. It was kind of little steps, but it just helped me with the confidence that whatever happens, whether it goes tits up or whether it goes amazing, I can feel good just by closing my eyes and breathing. So yeah. it's going to be okay. Something you said, again, I think it's really important, especially for so many people listening, is the fact that you you kind of had to make peace with your parents about mm. the thought that they would have felt pride at you graduating and becoming a, a lawyer and, and and achieving this amazing goal. And that element of being okay with that, that yes, they might be disappointed, but you're okay with that, you've made peace with that. How, did you have to have a conversation with them around it and how did it actually go in reality? Well, it's so funny because I think a lot of that worry was coming from me. It wasn't an absolute truth. They are so proud of me now that I've started my own business. I've actually, my mum was a teacher um, and she quit this year and has started her own tutoring business. So it's inspired her from seeing that I've gone off on my own. So I think a lot of that worry and with my friends as well, the second move from when I stopped writing for lawyers and people could kind of still understand what I was doing and it looked logical when I said I don't want to do that anymore I want to write for um just spiritual women or I can't really describe who I write for it's more of a feeling I think I had a lot of worry in myself again that my friends would think that I've lost it and when I started talking about meditating and spending money on coaches um that they'd think I've kind of gone off <laughs> gone off the wall a little bit but again that was coming from me and we've had some really inspiring fun conversations about that so I think a lot of the time we stop ourselves from jumping in with two feet because we're worried what other people would think and again when you have that time to get quiet and make space, you can ask yourself, is this an absolute truth or is this a story that I'm telling myself? Yeah, and we do that all the time, don't yeah. we? Don't we? I, 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 again, I remember when I started meditating, I was in the meditating uh, closet for ages, right? I just did it on my own. No, I didn't tell a soul. I think it was just the people that lived in our house, like my children and my husband that knew because I'd say, oh, I'm going to meditate. But I didn't share it with anybody. Um, and maybe that there's an element, I'll have to kind of sit on that and think about it a little bit after this, but there was probably an element of, I don't want, want what will other people think? Or I don't want other people's input at this stage because when you're being curious and you're trying new things it's it's important to kind of protect that and put a barrier around it so you don't have other people's opinions kind of influencing you and that was really really important for me at that time so what was what was uh, the next stage for you then when you started to meditate how long did it take before you kind of got that clarity that you were ready for something else you weren't you weren't a lawyer you wanted something more um, so I remember when I got my first copywriting client, and I think at that stage, I was just trying different things. So I wasn't 100% married to copywriting. I think I was giving myself permission to just try different things and see what sticks. Um, 
but I was just so excited um and it was they were just so lovely as well and they were so grateful for the work um that I was doing for them I was just writing a blog um a weekly blog for them for their website to help their google ranking um and it took me maybe like an hour a week to do and they were just so excited about the work I was doing um and that really shocked me as well because I think I'd had experiences in the law world that these corporate type people aren't um maybe going to be that nice to me in a way or that I had to prove myself to them or they wouldn't appreciate a writer so I think that really opened my eyes to just it just opened the lens I would say to all these other different possibilities um that I was getting paid to kind of sit in my pajamas and write blogs for people and have so much fun and they were receiving it very gratefully and it just yeah I just had that feeling that this is what I want to do I want to help people and it feels right for me as well so I think just testing that and not putting too much pressure on it but just letting being curious as you said and seeing seeing how it felt yeah and just giving yourself permission to be Mm. curious and just exactly what you said uh, see how it feels because sometimes we just don't know we don't know what the the opportunities are we don't know how it's going to feel we don't know that it actually exists so as you you mentioned you didn't really really know that it was a thing to sit in your pajamas and write Mm -hmm. copy for people and that they'd be grateful and receive it and and you'd both people would have an amazing time about it we kind of we we're only exposed to so much so it's really important to just put your feelers out and play around with things when, you, when you're looking for that clarity. Um, so what was the bridge between you meditating and I've got images of you going to the Buddhist centre and practising learning this new skill, but you're still a lawyer at that point. Where did, where did copywriting come in? Because I know you saw a course, but did it, was it a sudden download of, oh, I quite want to have a play with this? Mm. Yeah, I think I've always wanted to be a writer. So even when I was like five years old, I'd be writing novels on line paper and I'd make my mum like bind them. So it looked like a real book. So I've always had that inkling that maybe that was my purpose or something that gave me so much joy. Um, And I think copywriting for lawyers was a bridge into that. So it was kind of when I saw that, advert for this course something did just click um and yeah it again took a couple of years before I started writing for people who I actually want to write for but I think the meditation helped me with the awareness of just how unhappy I was as a lawyer I think it stopped me going through the motions um which could have happened for another 10 years and I could have made the decision then I think it helped me with that awareness of this is not going to last forever so when do I want to pull the trigger 10 years 20 years or just do it now and I think that's where the meditation came in was just it started to get every single day I would notice how I was speaking on the phone and I felt like I was playing a part and just how I'd get a certain email and I'd feel the stress bubbling up and just how I wasn't sort of relating to colleagues how I would 
outside of the office and I think just that being like a step away from yourself rather than just letting it all just continue on without really asking what's going on there I think that's where the meditation helped yeah that is so so um such a lovely way of describing that way you're just a step away it's, it's uh, you're being the silent observer of yourself mm, exactly it's, yeah it's only when we create that space that level of distance between being in the weeds and being in the in our life and just mm. a little bit distance from it so we can start to observe uh, what's going on and also start to do a mini audit I think and and think right okay this is how I'm feeling right now when I'm on the phone with this person am I enjoying this is it a good feeling what's going on there this is how I'm showing up when I'm actually on a Sunday night when Monday's following yeah you know that feeling where you think oh crikey I've got work tomorrow I don't want to go I don't want to go okay is that good is that how I want to be for the next 10 years and it is just about that space isn't it that we mentioned right at the very Mm -hmm. beginning just giving ourselves a little bit of uh, the opportunity to just observe ourselves and what's actually going on so what what was it like then when because I know you started working with lawyers which was a nice safe bridge like, mm. yeah, of, to where you are now and it's that's a great idea you know it gave you that distance you were doing something else but you were still in your a level of your comfort zone really so there's a level of safety there which was great so what, did you feel immediately like you had relief like ah oh, this is where I'm meant to be this I found home or was there some still some niggle that you had to carry on with and work through yeah I think for the first year it was absolutely amazing I think it was just the relief that I wasn't in that environment being bombarded for sort of nine or ten hours a day so definitely just probably my nervous system (laughs) just enjoying the um a bit of relaxation and it was I wasn't focused on what I was writing it was more the environment of um, setting my own hours and doing my own invoicing and talking to I met so many lovely inspiring lawyers and I just couldn't believe that they were paying me to write for them so I was so grateful for that um, and so yeah so for about a year it was all amazing. And then this niggling feeling, I think I was starting to feel maybe a bit bored writing or it was kind of becoming a bit stale um, and not as exciting. Um, But it was scary to step away from that certainty again, because I had built up some retainer clients that I was writing for every single month. And to step away from that and let that go was really scary yeah yeah isn't it funny that you how we we carry on growing yeah our purpose isn't just oh this is it you found it and you sat in this pond now we carry on growing and that nickel can come back and where it's okay to pivot Mm. it's okay to you know look uh so I was going to say re-identify yourself I don't even think that's a word but you get the idea you know uh, uh just carry on looking at what it is that you want to do and this is this I think where so many of us get stuck because we think oh, I've just pivoted I've done that I should be okay but you're allowed to grow <laughs> you're allowed to keep exploring 
And I love the fact that you've done that. And who knows where you'll carry on doing that too, because this is just the next iteration of you. Yeah, I think that's what I help clients do now. Um, when I'm writing a sales page for a client, it might be fully expressing where they are in their business now and the product or service that they're offering now. And you might have an amazing launch and make loads of money from that sales page. But it doesn't mean that you can just keep repeating the same one every six months. It has to change as you're changing and with the different seasons that you're going through. And I think that's um, being authentic and being real. And so that's kind of because I've gone through these changes. This is what I like to talk about with my clients is how their business reflects this that happens in in life. And I think if you're trying to get to an end point where everything is lined up perfectly and you know exactly what every single offer is that you're going to put out there, then you're going to be disappointed or stressed or put too much pressure on yourself because I don't think you ever really arrive. I'm, yeah, I'm fully expecting that it will change again um, lots yeah. of times. In oh, the future. Lots of, why would we want to arrive? <laughs> yeah. Why would we want that? Mm, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm listening to you thinking, I, I really wouldn't want that to happen. I, I like the iteration. I mm. like the growth. I like the, you know, revamping things and doing, you know, just exploring different options and seeing myself change. And I'm thinking, you know, again, as we're talking, I'm thinking of like pop stars and Kylie and, and you know, Madonna, who's reinvented themselves many, many times. That's where excitement is. Mm. I think it's just giving yourself permission to just be curious and see what else can mm. what else is out there and how you can expand so this kind of lends itself to looking at what is authentic then in terms of us how can we how can we be show up and be authentically us because I did you did you have that did you have that um happen to you where because you were leaving the corporate world did you feel like you were shedding your skin a little bit and stopping playing this part what how, how did you kind of step into being you and how did you know who that was at that point yeah I haven't really thought about this but I feel like I did go through a period of grief for that person like she had she had to die <laughs> which is very extreme but I feel like that did happen which I probably haven't really processed or gone back to too much but I do feel a period of sadness maybe initially that that was over because we did have some good times together it wasn't all negative <laughs> and stress and pressure like we did some really awesome cool stuff together um so I think there was a period of grief when she wasn't here anymore um but that has to happen for you to move on to the next what's coming next um and I think being authentic is kind of the opposite to people pleasing so it's what we were talking about where I had to just stop thinking what would my parents think what are my friends and colleagues going to think what do and even when I stopped writing for lawyers it was I'm just trying to people who my current clients are or who people think I should write for and I was still kind of doing it for other people's expectations so it is when you 
just get quiet and just ask yourself what you want and what's your point of view and what do you want to say um and knowing that that's not going to be for everybody so now I there are going to be people that read my website or see what I write and it's not for them and that's fine and it seems like such an obvious thing to say but I think actually putting into practice um we just think we have to say yes to every single client and it's all about how much money you want to make or what your target is so you have to say yes to that person to meet this quarter's target that you've set for yourself um I think it's actually being okay with the more people you say no to you're gonna allow in what you actually want to do yeah I I think authenticity and clarity comes from real raw honesty Mm. where you sit and just think you're really honest with yourself I have this firm belief and it stems from working with so many different people and that we all secretly know what the right thing is for us to do we just have to be super honest about it and this is it's really interesting when we talk about you know grieving your previous self and and letting that part of you go and allowing yourself to shed that skin so you can go on to other things and deciding what being authentic means it is just about understanding okay just being okay with this is what I want Mm. actually what I want it's not about my parents it's not about my friends or my you know my siblings or whoever this is what this is actually what I want and that's okay and this is who I want to be and to be to become that so I'm not feeling like I'm playing a part but that takes a little bit of practice doesn't it and Mm. because we're just not conditioned that way for so many of us, we're conditioned to ple- people please and to do things for other people. And it can be so hard to just go, no, this is what I want now. And it'd be okay with that. Yeah, I think there's some real food for thought there, isn't there? I'm going to ponder over this after <laughs> our conversation. We've kind of hit some deep things. I do want to kind of explore the um, saying goodbye to a previous self, though, because I think that's so important for so many people listening that, sometimes we can hold a little bit too tightly to our previous mm. selves. That's who we've always been and who we've always known. But it, we need to let that person go in order to grow, as you've quite rightly said. Yeah, I think it's um, it's just the certainty, I think, that comes with past selves because it can be scary going out into the unknown and there's a level of safety in the certainty and even though we're aware through that niggling feeling that it's not exactly what we want to be doing or as you said it's not what the right answer is it's just so comfortable um, and it's all we've ever known um but I think firstly being aware of that and giving yourself grace and not beating yourself up for staying there and just acknowledging that it's going to be hard and I think you could even if when you meditate or even if you're just getting quiet and closing your eyes for 30 seconds um just feeling that you can do that so maybe a visualization of the future when you have let it go and acknowledging that it's hard and it's not easy and then not everybody will do it for that exact reason um because I think a lot of people are too hard on themselves and thinking it's all just gonna happen so easily and 
it's I think just being aware that it's not yeah yeah we are so hard on ourselves Mm. aren't we yeah I think the the real key here is grace give yourself a little bit of grace you're doing a good job you're going as fast as as you need to right now and that there's not always a problem it's just Mm. about us working through it so so important oh you know what Hannah I could have this conversation all day we've touched so many different topics so we've talked about oh loads we've talked about creating (laughs) space haven't we an importance of just uh, whether you want to do that through meditation or some other ways and giving yourself permission to be curious grieving your past self and just allowing yourself to give yourself some grace and allow yourself to explore who you want to be and what that looks like so many good tips there so there's one last question I always ask everybody and um and that is have you got a book that you could recommend that has particularly impacted you yeah the book I'm going to recommend is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson um and this fits in perfectly with the conversation we've just had which is so funny because again I didn't know we were going to go to some of those places um but it's called The Slight Edge because Jeff is talking about you don't have to make 100% changes in the next hour all that you need to do to get towards whatever goal it is you're setting is just be 1% better or closer than you were yesterday so he talks about practical things like if you want to lose weight or run a marathon or finish writing a book or get a promotion at work um but also some of the mindfulness pieces that we've been discussing so I think even if we're talking about authenticity you don't suddenly have to walk into the office tomorrow and say hey guys I've been lying this is really who I am um get used to it and we've all got to accept that now like in reality that's not going to happen but what can you do tomorrow that's maybe just one percent more authentic and real to you than you were yesterday and as you said if you've been spending a lot of time meditating on your own um for a while maybe it is just how can you show up just maybe in public in front of one person um as your real self and just build from there and I think it is giving yourself the grace about how the world works and that it's not all going to be a complete transformation you just have to keep sort of chipping away every single day and after a year you've got 365 percent better than you were when you started and how good is that you know I'm a massive fan of small steps one of the things I say all the time is you don't climb a mountain in one leap it's all the small steps that count Mm -hmm. and this is the thing I think that we miss out on the fact that we often want to get from a to z in one in one leap we want to get the results we want to get to success really really just immediately but that's missing out on all the good stuff in between. Mm. You know, that's that's what life is. That's where the growth is. That's where the fun is. So I, I like the idea of that. I've not read that book. I'm going to put it on my reading list. But the other thing that I love what you said is that after a year, when you're making just 1% upgrades, you are literally growing by 365, you know, degrees. Mm-hmm. So that stops you from being in the same place that you are now next year, which I think is for a lot of people, that's quite scary being in the same place. Well, that just rips out that 
Groundhog Day scenario, doesn't it? Just by focusing one little bit at a time. Mm. So, great book. I'm going to put that on the show notes. But where can people find you, Hannah? Um, so my website for copywriting, if you'd like to check out my portfolio and maybe see the types of businesses that I write for is hmicopyagency.com. Um, and you can find my email address and how to contact me from there. So my website is pretty much my place to go to find out about me. Fantastic. Are you on social? Do you do are you on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere? I am on Instagram as Irvin, Um, but I write a lot of socials for clients. So I kind of feel I don't I'm not that active on there for myself because it's kind of it's a nice break to um yeah, it kind of started to become like my day job. So I'm not super active on Instagram. Yeah, uh, I can understand <laughs> that. Well done for setting those boundaries <laughs> them, yeah. So that's a lesson in itself right there. <laughs> So go and check Hannah out on her website. Go find her. Hannah, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today and hang out with you. It's been so much fun. Thank you for just joining us, having these deep conversations. We really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I feel like we could have just gone on for hours and hours. Thank you so much for listening to the Smash Your Ceiling podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it'd be great if you could hit the subscribe button and leave a review as it helps me to reach a lot more people. And if you know someone who would benefit from having a listen, please feel free to share. Have an amazing day and I'll see you next time.